0: on Prepping
1: 2.0. On a topic that is so important as whether you're going to get along with your mate, whether your mate is going to be helpful
0: in all of this or is going to leave you. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready, Prepping 2.0 coming in 3, 2, 1.
2: Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0. I would like to announce (laughs) we have just reached 2 million downloads on our podcast, which is wonderful. As you know, I am joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in live, Glenn Tate.
1: It's one of the most important topics in prepping, but almost nobody talks about it. We do because we've lived it. The topic is prepper spouses, specifically the four kinds of them ranging from all in to hostile. We take into account the more generally accepted idea lately that prepping may not be so crazy and apply it to the spousal topic. And as always, remember, the only thing harder than planning for a disaster is explaining why you didn't. It is time now to pick the sponsor superlative of the week, drawn at random. Uh, And uh, this week, our sponsor superlative, because I should explain, we overused the word awesome when we talked about sponsors. And so uh, we try to have a fresh new sponsor superlative of the week this week. Uh, Looking to the diversity on this show, it is Perfecto.
2: Which absolutely describes our first uh, sponsor we want to mention, and that's Perfecto Paul Burke. He is a realtor in the Idaho area. You can find him at our website at prepping2-0.com. Click on friends and affiliates. You'll find him there. You can also find him at firstresponsereality.com, powered by Fathom Realty, Paul Burke, Perfecto Paul Burke, Mm -hmm. specializes in finding prepping properties for you and finding prepping properties in Idaho for first responders who want to relocate to the area. And veterans. And veterans and just preppers. Let's just be Mm -hmm. honest. He's not going to turn you down because you're not a first responder. He is perfecto. Also want to bring back a segment that we haven't done in a while, which seems really perfecto to talk about right now. It's the I Miss America moment of the week. Super short. I miss America when we had a federal government that would defend us, I don't know, when Chinese spy balloons are over our airspace.
1: Protecting our airspace. That's what we miss. Yes. Not asking for a lot. No, no, no. I've read the Constitution. One of the few things the federal government's supposed to do is national defense. So there you have it. Well, speaking of I Miss America, do you have something else to tell folks? I do.
2: So when you have those I Miss America moments in your life and you're watching the news or watching uh, the situation situations around you and go, I miss I miss this. I miss that. We have the perfect merch for you. Check out our website at prepping2-0.com. Click on shop and you will find perfecto. We're going to keep using Mm -hmm. the word. Uh, I miss America hoodies, T-shirts, hats, all kinds of fun merch. We also have prepping 2.0 patiently awaiting the collapse um, items. So yeah, we have some fun merch over there. I encourage you to check it out.
1: Speaking of segments we're bringing back because they were so popular, That would be the segment called Top 100 Items That Disappear First. And this is a list based on the survivors of the Bosnia experience and they got together and came up with a list of the hundred things that disappeared the fastest after things unraveled. This list can be found on prepping2-0.com, our website under the uh, little button, I guess you would call it, that says top 100 list of things. Number one, and every week we will go through one of the 100. This week we're starting with number one, which is generators. Pretty self-explanatory why those are important. The great thing about this top 100 list is it reminds you, you get one a week and you're reminded and you say, oh geez, I really needed to go get that generator. Now I better get cracking and get that generator. So there's been a lot of improvements in technology and generators, they're a lot less expensive. Um, so go ahead and consider getting a generator. It's one of the things that goes the quickest. We also have the reason of the week to be a Patreon. This will be very short video bonus shows of the KHNC show, which is a radio show. I do, we have a video of me doing each week, almost every week. KHNC show. Those are for the $5 and up Patreons. They've become very popular and KHNC is seeing a bump in the number of listeners to their show because you can listen to it online even though it's a Colorado radio station. Well, let's get into it. We mentioned our topic is Prepper Spouses and we we went back. We did this topic previously, but we've got improvements that make it more relevant now. We did this topic earlier. It was episode 28 back in 2019, and in that episode, after much thought, we introduced the concept of four types of prepping spouses. By the way, we're gonna say spouse, we mean significant other, partner, whatever you want. It's just way too long to say spouse, significant other, partner, you know, Hoochie roommate, mama. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. Hoochie Friends ma- with benefits. I mean, it is it, just it, the sentences get too long. And we as professional broadcasters kind of sort of, you know, try not to have sentences when he says that. that are okay. too long. So spouse and significant other will be interchangeable. Why dust off an old topic? Well, because lots has changed. Shelby, oh, talk about the things that have changed since 2019 when we originally did this topic.
2: Okay. Just for tongue in cheek purposes. Our production quality.
1: Mm. Yeah, we listened to the old episode this morning and we were like, holy smokes. Now, our previous producer was great.
2: Awesome. I'm it, sorry, perfecto. He was wonderful. Yes,
1: he was perfecto. Um, uh, Madge is perfecto squared. 2.0. Yeah, exactly. Perfecto 2.0. So,
2: and we've gotten a lot better and we've just, yeah. All the things. And I was joking this morning as we were listening to that show. It's like going back to your your high school reunion. It wasn't that many years ago, but man, so much has changed, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. So one of the things that's changed since 2019 is what I will call TP Preppers. Why don't you explain to folks what that is? Well,
2: TP Preppers um, were developed, came about in 2020 with the COVID lockdowns and the COVID empty shelves. Those are the people that became preppers, and stocked up on TP. It's the it's toilet the paper, toilet paper. And they're kind of operating in that. I got to buy it now because everyone else is. And it causes the runs and empty shelves in our stores.
1: And it was pretty much the first time most Americans had ever seen empty shelves. And they. And I think we're su- shocked and surprised yeah. that it could even exist. I mean, they just assumed you'd always have 75 different kinds of potato chips. Now, what, are you kidding me?
2: Well, it's nice that came out of the TP prepper phase, and we're going to elaborate on this as we talk about the, There's people that became preppers, prepping 2.0ers out of that mm-hmm. season. And we've met them and we welcome them. And we, yeah.
1: And there was a lot of... I will call it soft acceptance of yeah. the prepping concept. The, these people after the TP shortages weren't necessarily hundred percent into it, but they were open to the idea. And we must note it was not all, you know, sunshine and roses since 2020. We've anecdotally seen through our friends, um, a little bit of a pullback. Yeah, There are quite a few people that were all about it in 2020. Um, we know somebody who, um, was kind of reluctant about prepping and uh, was encouraging her husband to get TP. You know, wait. To, I mean, Costco opened at whatever nine o'clock in the morning and it was like, wait, wait in the parking lot and get TP because it's not anywhere else. And now that that person's backed off a little bit. So we're not going to say that that 20, 20 with the TP absolutely converted people, but it's a new factor that some people's eyes have been opened, at least partially to the idea of prepping. And of course, the 2020 riots really added to that. We saw record gun sales, um, stories um, of of gun stores being completely cleaned out, and all kinds of people. The the data is fascinating, how many first-time gun owners became gun owners in 2020 as a result of this. And that is a very solid step in the life of somebody who has never thought about prepping. When they go and get their first gun, because that comes with, in many parts of the country, a lot of social stigma when you get that first gun, you are picking sides. I am going to take care of myself. I realize The government will not take care of me. It's a bigger statement than waiting in a parking lot for Costco to open to get TP.
2: And that I want to just go back and I mention it all the time to the fall of 2020 when we mentioned and I mention this often because it's it's a line in the sand. When Glenn Beck and we talked about it, um, found that study that showed that over it was like 52 or 54 percent of Americans began prepping on some level for one of two reasons covid lockdowns and they were anticipating more lockdowns into political violence and that and that 2020 riots that we experienced mm-hmm. at summer of love is part of that that has and we talked about this in a recent show it diminished somewhat but not really there there could be more covid lockdowns there could be more variants there could be more violence we don't know that so that um that's still there. That's still humming in the background. It
1: might be diminishing a bit, but it it's still, it's still there. there partially. Yeah. Another thing that we've talked about a lot that everybody knows about is inflation. That is something that is um, alluring to non-preppers who just want to save money. Yeah, They don't want to believe that stuff won't be there and that there might be disruptions, but they do want to save money and they understand the mathematics. And so that is something that has helped preppers um, reach uh, prepper spouses that may or may not be all in so
2: there's two factors with that again we've talked about this in recent years inflation does one of two things it makes it so things are not available on shelves we've all done it where we've had to call somebody yeah we're not going to have that for six months Mm -hmm. you know that part that piece that thing that widget or i want to buy it now because in six Folks, inflation is not going away. No. All indicators are it's going to get worse. So you're buying it now for when you have that project in six months. That's two things that are very, very different than a few years ago. And people have become, without even knowing it, may I say. Mm-hmm. Preppers, because yeah. that. I'll, I will buy something ahead of time knowing I need it down the road.
1: When you get down to it, prepping is really just planning. Yeah. And what you just described as planning. Why don't you tell folks about our Perfecto sponsors?
2: We have amazing and Perfecto sponsors, Forever Forward Apparel, Pro one water filters, amazing water filters. I'm sorry, perfecto water filters over there. Jared Savick from redstaterealtors.com. Katie Armor stands for come and take it, Armor. Armor for the average Joe citizens. Backwood Home, Backwoods, I should say, Home Magazine. New Mana Food specializes in bulk freeze dried food. Minutemen Coffee. Yum. That's what's powering Shelby today. And Gibbs Firearms. G
1: I B B Z. G
2: I B B C. All coupon codes for all of our Perfecto sponsors are listed on the Friends and Affiliates page of our website, which is prepping2 zero.com.
1: Back to the uh, prepper spouses topic. The next thing we wanted to mention is that, and this surprises me quite a bit, yeah. spousal issues in prepping had never been written about before 299 days in a great state, both of which had a prominent storyline about the spousal impacts of prepping. It continues to amaze me that in on a topic that is so important as Whether you're going to get along with your mate, whether your mate is going to, you know, be be helpful in all of this or is going to leave you. I mean, these are these are gigantic, gigantic topics. And instead, no offense to a lot of prepper fiction, but I'm going to say it. There was a lot more words uh, typed out about gunfights with former SEALs and motorcycle gangs than there was about your spouse and whether your spouse is going to come along with you when you bug out or not. 299 days, one of the probably biggest storylines, one of the storylines that I think resonates with the, the most number of readers was um, my, at the time, uh, real life struggle with my first wife uh, dr. Foxy as she's known in the books and um, it was it was real and it was a very hostile and reluctant spouse um, in the books she came around and without dwelling on this in real life she did not um, So I'm just going to leave it at that and we we lived it and I wrote about it in 299 days. Shelby tell folks about the the spousal issue in a great state because not only were you, the, the second person to write about this topic with 299 days, you had a subtopic, which was single moms. Tell folks about that.
2: Yeah, my the relationship in my books is a, a single mom. You open up the book reading about a single mom, but she has an ex-husband who is a normalcy bias addict mm. who, um you know, when you, ha- when you have to have shared custody and visitation with an ex, and yet this person wants to live in the heart of darkness and you know, the deep blue, vi- you know, violence ridden city, and you have to share custody, and then there's a bug out situation, what do you do? So, you know, those relationships are difficult already. And then when you have, you know, possibly your children exposed to danger, getting trapped behind, dare I say, enemy lines, it's... That's difficult, and and I want to go back to your books. What's interesting, I think, about your books is because, spoiler alert, seriously, spoiler alert, uh, your main character has to bugs out and does alone alone
1: leaves the wife and kids in a hostile area,
2: right? And there have been, I can count three fans who every time they have a chance to touch base <laughs> with us, they can't forgive you that he you're They're being
1: actually mad, mad at me,
2: mad that he did not. You can't kidnap these people. Right. Because then you're breaking all kinds of loss. It's just amazing how visceral this issue is, which is why we want to revisit it, because times have changed since we last talked about it.
1: Right. You can have all the water filters in the world. But if you don't have your spouse and your children, your children, and by the way, we're going to keep the, the children out of this conversation just because we've already got plenty to talk about with yes. spouses, but you know, understand that children are an important aspect of this. By the way, back in episode 28 in 2019, we also talked about um, blended households and splits. And are you going to go get the kids Are the kids going to come and live with you? Or are they going to live in, the heart of darkness, like Portland, Oregon, like you mentioned. So we're not going to cover that topic, but we're going to acknowledge its importance. Um, One of the things that that really fires up Shelby and me about this topic, besides the fact that we've lived it, and besides the fact that we are to our knowledge, the first two who've ever written about it is that our books and pardon me for sounding prideful, but our books have saved marriages. How do we know this? People tell us. People have contacted us um, at quite a few of them and, and we've met them at, at expos and things like that. And how this works is typically um, a prepper will buy the books and they will read them and say, oh, my goodness, this is such a compelling argument for prepping, because in both of our books, we talk about practical, normal, reasonable prepping and so there's nothing weird in there. It's, it's kind of
2: everyday prepping its life.
1: Our, our books are the gateway drug yes. to prepping the um, first hits free. And so it's really not,
2: <laughs> but yeah,
1: um, so we, we, and then we've, we've saved marriages. So what happens is, is a prepper will read these things and and it's typically a man, that's something else we need to get yes. out of the way at the beginning, numerically speaking, the most common problem is you've got a prepper man. And a reluctant female that is by no means universal. I I know, in fact, one of one of a prominent example, a friend of mine who is a female, very, very solid prepper um, husband, now ex-husband, by the way, um, very, very. Uh, neutral or even dismissive. We'll get into those categories later about prepping. And I think it's even harder for female preppers to be pulling their husbands along and trying to convince their husbands, because let's be honest, it's in our culture and in God's framework, it is primarily hear What I'm saying, primarily, not exclusively a man's role to protect and provide. Obviously, if, if man's injured or can't do something, you know, there's, there's no guilt and hate there. I mean, I'm just talking in extremely general terms. It is traditionally a man's role. Let me put it that way. And so when you've got a woman, you know, pulling a, a resistant man, uh, into, taking care of the family, uh, it is, it is extremely troubling. So we're going to go with the numerically more common situation of male preppers and female reluctant to some degree spouses when we go through this. And so the, the, the folks will read our books. They will give our books to the, the spouse and the spouse on many occasions that we've heard about has come around and said, oh my goodness, I've never understood this topic it's never been explained to me this way oh my goodness how can we work together
2: and I want to add a fine point to that I know what and Glenn if you've read our books and you've been listening for a long time you know the genesis of my books came out of trying to open up the world of prepping for women and seeing it from the very practical point of view for women because the the prepper genre of books out there is so male dominated and it's so this you know lone wolf kind of <laughs> badass you know single guy hooking up with the perfect girlfriend and going out and saving the world and that's just not practical and so i wrote my books from a female point of view knowing that i am stepping into a very male dominated genre And now and what's been really cool since I wrote them, so many guys have come up to you and said, because of your books, my wife is now 100 percent on board. And that right there is like, boom, gratifying, absolutely worth every effort of getting these to market. So that feels really great.
1: And I would say if you're listening and you've never read two hundred ninety nine days or a great state and you are a man who has a reluctant spouse, I would suggest you get Shelby's books first. If you want to win over women, A Great State is the series to do it because they're going to understand because it was written from their perspective.
2: So little little shameless plug here. So you're all going, where do you find your books? If you go to prepping two dash zero dot com at the top, there's a little link that says about us. Those one of them. One of those things under there says Shelby stuff, Glenn stuff. Those are just links to our books, websites, all of the links for going to Amazon to purchase Audible, whatever you need is all in those links. So prepping2-0.com has everything you need.
1: I'm really proud, by the way, that on this show, we rarely talk about our books. Yeah, I, know. I mean, we mention them when they're in context, but this podcast is not the 299 days in a great state, you know, promotional tour. So there you have it. it what,
2: it's the it, it is not. I want to agree with that. But it's kind of the framework from which we start from when we start talking about this. So we'll keep going though. We have so much to talk about.
1: Yes. And so we're going to introduce the four categories we have a, a minute or two before our next segment and so we'll at least get your your mind in the in the framework of of how we're going to address these with these four categories. Each of these categories will be explained at length uh, in segment two on Mm -hmm. the other side of the break. But the four categories are all in, which as the name implies, you have a prepper spouse who's all in, which I'm very fortunate to have. And it's been a wonderful, magnificent quality of life improvement that I I can't put in words. Shelby is amazing. She's as awesome as you think she is. You're
2: welcome. Yeah, thank you. (laughs)
1: Um, Well, and by the way, I am all in. I think you've kind of got it made. Let's be honest. I mean, perfecto. Perfecto. So you got all in. That's obviously the best category. We're going to talk about that. It's not all just reluctant spouses. We're going to talk about all four categories. The next category is what I call DIY. Do it yourself. Shelby, explain what a DIY prepping spouse is.
2: This is a... a a spouse that's, uh, it's, they're not reluctant that they're like, no prepping in this household. That's not a no, but it's a, okay, it's a good idea. You do it. Mm-hmm. You do it yourself, which is hence the DIY term. So it's a little spin on that. But it's the, the spouse that says, okay, I can see that's a good idea. You go do it. They are not going to help you. They're not going to, you know. Be come. part of it. Nope. They're going to. And I, I get, this one is a tricky one because I feel like the DIY person can change their mind too much. Mm-hmm. And, and and yeah, so if they, that's what they're like, what do you want to add to that?
1: Oh, nothing. I just wanted to mention the next uh, category, which is the third one, tolerating. As the name implies, these are spouses that are not as into it as DIY preppers, but they tolerate it. Um, you've, you've described this category as the eye rolling category. Yeah. It's like, whatever.
2: And and this is the person that they're tolerating it. They don't like it. And it can be a, an undertow bit of friction in the relationship.
1: Exactly. The fourth category, and we'll explain more about each one of these later, is predictably the hostile category these are spouses that as the word implies are hostile this is your worst category of prepper spouses this is
2: dr foxy
1: yes this is a problem
2: so folks don't go away we're going to flesh these all out on the other side of the break where we talk more about prepper spouses
0: more prepping 2.0 with authors glenn tate and shelby gallagher is coming right up hear all our previous shows free online at prepping 2-0.com Without water, you're done in three days. Pro One Water Filters. It's literally a matter of life and wet. Pro One G 2.0 All-In-One Gravity Systems are NSF ANSI 42 component Certified. Not everybody can say that. No need for additional add-on filters to reduce fluoride. Pro One Stainless Gravity Systems include a stainless steel spigot and a countertop stand for no additional cost. Pro One Water Filter Gravity Systems. Check them out at ProOneUSA.com. That's P-R-O-O-N-E-U.
1: Make solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT.
0: When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple-to-install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself and save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word.
2: Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps.
1: Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times, the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love new Mana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available.
2: Mana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years, the perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering.
1: You can get a sample of Mana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed.
2: Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP.
1: Go to newMana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website.
2: Give it a try, newmana.com, that is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com.
0: Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further
1: than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. In a tactical situation, your AR is your life. Gibbs Arms makes a sweet feature. The only side charger that can use a standard bolt carrier group with no modification. Gibbs makes them in 9mm, 5.56, and 308. In fact, Gibbs Arms has been granted eight patents for unique innovations. The company started back in 2008 when two Boeing engineers realized no one else made what they wanted. Take a look at their website and see all the ways Gibbs Arms can help you mod your AR. Gibbs with a Z, arms.com. That's G-I-B-B-Z-A-R-M-S dot com.
0: Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher.
2: Welcome, everyone. Thanks for rejoining us. We're just getting started with our conversation about prepper spouses. Stick around for the after show. This is going to be a hoot mm-hmm. if you're a Patreon supporter to hear more. I'm serious. It's, it's going to be funny today. You might. It's going to be kind of like the match game. Mm -hmm. It's good to hear more, including the hilarity of the lightning round of random question Glenn asks me and I might have a few for him. So where were we, dear?
1: Well, based on recent events, maybe your hostile spouse would say something like, there's no chance of a TMP. It's not like there would be an object from a hostile foreign nation hovering over our country that could possibly pop off a nuke. Uh, You all know what I'm talking about. Chinese balloon. The Chinese balloon is a great example of what could go wrong. And if if you're in an EMP situation, what you really need is EMP Shield, which is a device that shields whatever it's wired into from an EMP pulse. You can learn more about it and get the coupon code at prepping2-0.com, the friends and affiliates page. Look for the logo that says EMP Shield. This thing really works. Go ahead and Google it yourself. Don't Google
2: it. Just look it up on another search engine. Yeah, that's
1: right. Archive episode of the week. We go back because we have so many new listeners. We go back and uh, look at an older episode and encourage people to go back and look at them. They can see all the archived episodes or listen to them, I guess, at prepping2-0.com. This is episode 36, which aired in June of 2019. It was a topic on riots, roadblocks, checkpoints, and curfews, and our guest was an expert on such topics, Officer Keegan Williams. He had some really good practical tips for not getting caught up in a dangerous situation that you don't want to be caught up in. Well, let's get back to the spousal topics, and let's give some in-depth analysis of each one. We'll start with all-in. Shelby, why is it important for your spouse to be all-in?
2: Well, I will start with this there's so much that so many angles we could come out this let me say it from our personal point of view when we first did this episode we had been married a less than a year in Mm -hmm. 2019 if i'm correct and we were prepping together as a as a married couple i will say this now oh my gosh four years later We have been prepping together now for a long time. Mm -hmm. And when you put two prepping minded all in people together, you are force multipliers.
1: Yeah, it's it's the uh, the multiplier effect. Uh, I remember in high school health class, they said alcohol and barbiturates. When you combine them, they're they're way more powerful. Well, that's kind of what we're talking about, except with Shelby, it would be, you know,
2: we're not coffee
1: and uh, more coffee. But anyway, and then add
2: some Glenn and Shelby in that. And it's kind of amazing.
1: Yeah. So it's it's just from a completely practical standpoint, forget emotional, but just Mm -hmm. practical standpoint. One of the best reasons to have an all in prepper spouse is that you're greater than the sum of the parts. Yes. When Shelby and I start kicking around ideas for how to organize food preps or something like that, we come up with way better ideas than either one of us would. Times two. There's a, I hate this word because it's a corporate cliche synergy, mm-hmm. but it's actually the best word for this. Yeah. There's a synergy to it, and you are way more effective. And when the stuff hits the fan, it's going to be even more important. I know, for example, I could completely trust Shelby. I could hand her an AR 15 or even an AK. And say, I was out patrolling all night. I need you to patrol during the day. And I know that she can take care of it. It's more than just having an extra person around. It's an extra trusted person. Yes.
2: If I can add to that too, the the projects that we do. Mm-hmm. When we set our mind, we, Glenn and Shelby, set our mind on a project. Oh,
1: it's amazing. It
2: gets done quicker, faster, better, better. All the things. So, And I'll say this, our Patreons who visited us this last year, Saw the benefits of that. Mm-hmm. We had lived in our house at the time, just less than less than five four months, mm-hmm. and saw the major projects that got done within a year on our property. When we he and I get together and we agree on something and get it done, it it gets done faster, better, better, better. All the things, yeah.
1: I can also speak to this as a man because I am. Um, by the way, there's no gender uncertainty in my world, um, <laughs> and so or mine. No. Um, Funny story about that. We're not going to tell on the air. Nope. Um, it's truly hilarious. Nope. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to tell it. But back to the man's perspective, when it comes to an all in prepper spouse, it is deeply gratifying to a man because we are wired, in my opinion, men are wired to be protectors and providers. I, I mentioned earlier in segment one that there are exceptions to this and it's not like if you're you know disabled or something and you, you know, I mean, God gives you a pass, but I think we are hardwired by God to basically fill that role. The problem is, is that the society we live in stamps that out of you, it, it crushes it out of you. It, it does everything it can to make sure men don't view themselves as protectors and providers The left makes fun of us. We say, you know, if you have a pickup truck, you're compensating for something instead of the fact that a pickup truck is incredibly useful and handy, especially out here in Montana. So the, the society is always trying to prevent us from doing this, but we are still, in my opinion, hardwired to do this role and when you can do this role when you can be natural you, you can be a man it is incredibly gratifying how do i know this because i've been in the opposite situation where my masculinity was constantly under attack and i can tell you firsthand the better sleep the better disposition the the lack of anxiety the um, feeling of success and, and achievement from doing some of the projects that, that she mentioned, uh, it is incredibly important for men. man. And number one, I want, I want men to listen to this and understand that if you are frustrated because you're not being allowed to protect and provide, you're not weird. Mm-hmm. There's nothing sure. wrong with you. You're being your God hardwired self. And for women, And I, by the way, think this episode is going to be shared with a lot of spouses that are somewhere in categories DIY tolerating and even hostile. Understand your man, your man. And this goes against everything society tells you. So I understand that what I'm saying sounds shocking and outrageous to some ears. I grant you that. I'm fully acknowledging that this might be shocking and outrageous. But at least think about it. Consider this perspective. So anything else about all in, we've sort of said it's awesome. And I think everybody understands why it's awesome.
2: Well, and let me just add add a clarify. Is it all, you know, uh,
1: sunshine and lollipops.
2: There's definite like tense conversations or like, I disagree with you. That's not all perfection, but overall I'd rather have that than some of the other categories we're going to talk about.
1: Exactly. So all in is your goal and the message for men and women, is that all in is such a fantastic thing. It's worth your time and effort to try to get there. There is actually benefit to this and it's worth what could be a potential struggle. So keep that in mind. All in is definitely worth it. Our next category is DIY. And why don't you elaborate on what that is? You mentioned it earlier mm-hmm. before the break, but go ahead and elaborate more on what DIY is.
2: Well, and DIY is the spouse that's like, okay, yeah, prepping is probably good. Yeah. Go do it yourself. They say to you the the,
1: and they're, they're not rolling their eyes. They're no, not being they're mean. Like, yeah, they're they're fine yeah. with it. Yeah.
2: And would I rather have that person than like someone who's hostile, which we'll talk about soon? Yes. The thing that I get, bothered by because i've seen it this is more anecdotal for me and experiential for me i'm going to sound all millennial and gen xy right now <laughs> but the DIY. you are gen x
1: by the way so I it's am. okay that you sound that okay.
2: way okay oh, i'm fine these people change categories of all the four categories i went to you these are the ones that
1: the transient they're, category they,
2: they're slippery and they don't I'll say this. I've never seen an all-in prepper go down in category.
1: Very good observation. If
2: someone's all in, they're all in, and they get the reason for staying all in. DIYers generally go up and down, Mm -hmm. and it's very frustrating if you are married to them or connected to them. Am I right? What Mm -hmm. are your thoughts?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's maddening because, and we'll get into this a little bit in the hostile category, one of the reasons it's so maddening for a prepper is – The stakes are high. Mm -hmm. We understand that what it is that we're advocating for in our relationship is literally, and you know how rarely I use that word, it is literally a matter of life and death. You and your spouse and your kids and who knows who else can literally die if this isn't handled correctly. Can you think of a more important topic than life and death? This isn't Are we going to get a new car this year or next year? This isn't some trivial marital, you know, dispute, which by the way, will be coming up in the lightning round when in the after (laughs) show, we've got some hilarious um, marital dispute topics that you're going to, you're going to absolutely laugh when Shelby gives her off the cuff answers to. So that's why it's really important. But yes, you're right. The DIY is a shifting category because it's not really, a hard and fast position that the other person has, it's more of an accommodation and accommodations can okay. shift based on the circumstances.
2: So, and and let me give a, an example to that. So, and I think a lot of DIYers came out of COVID mm-hmm. because they saw the necessity for it. But now the times have changed, there's the mm-hmm. slipperiness. The other thing is, it's one thing if you have a DIY spouse that's like, oh yeah, we should build another shed or or stash some things in the basement. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Or, yeah, sure, go ahead and no, th- they're going to actually say, yeah, go ahead and do that. But what about this sort of decision when the DIY spouse said, you know, during COVID and you live, let's just say, let's say you live in the, let's, we're just going to pick the heart of darkness, heart, heart, you live in the middle of Los Angeles. Yeah, That's when we retire, or w- we should move, we should get out, and you've started plans that way. And then they go, no, I think things are better now, we'll stay. Mm hmm. That's when it gets difficult. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, and it's particularly difficult because again, I'm coming at this from a male perspective. If you're a male prepper and your wife is DIY and your wife is what I'll call backsliding, going back from DIY down to tolerating, which is the next category we'll talk about in a moment. It's really frustrating because you have set your expectations. You're like, wow, she's on board. She's cool. She gets it. She doesn't think I'm crazy. I can be a provider and a protector. And just to pause for a moment, I do not understand and mm-hmm. why any spouse would not want their spouse to be working hard and sacrificing to protect and provide for that family. What the heck is so wrong with somebody wanting to make sure the kids have food? I can't believe this society where that is actually frowned upon, but sorry, that was misplaced. No, that's okay.
2: Here's kind of my I can't believe moment because this is this is where I get frustrated with this. This person, and this person can be in DIY tolerating or hostile when this other spouse says, "Oh yeah, let's set up a five-year plan. When we retire, we're gonna move or we're gonna go live somewhere else." And you, as the onboard prepper, is like, "Yay, we're gonna move out of this, you know, poop hole and be somewhere safer." And you're like, "We just made a decision," and then that spouse changes their mind. hmm And now, who has to adjust in that situation?
1: Yeah. Lowest common denominator. And
2: you're right. And what does that say for the trust? What does that say for the relationship? It starts putting things on a less solid ground. That's what I get frustrated with, with that situation. And you and I, again, have experienced it. All mm-hmm. right, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Oh, I guess we're not. Shot through the heart. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, it, yeah, it's hard. Do you hear, hear the hardness in my voice? That these This is what happens, unfortunately. And this is what we've seen happen amongst our friends amongst our fans in the last few years as we first did this episode 4 years ago <laughs> and we've met so many of you at conferences and expos that tell us the stories right
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's it's heartbreaking but we stress again it's better than the other two mm-hmm. categories uh, so there are no magic bullets here. No, we don't do that on this, this show. Practical. We don't say, here is the key to enlightenment. Here's That's called steps. a cult. We're not We're not a cult. We try to be practical here. Three
2: steps to getting an all-in-one prepper spouse. No.
1: And by the way, no, a, a, a topic it. we're going to cover probably, depending on how timing goes, probably in the after show, is picking a prepper spouse or a significant other. In fact, let's save that for the after show because that is, think, mm-hmm. that is something that uh, is... Is very important to a lot of people. We have a lot of and we have updates on listeners. that from
2: when we talked about it the last time. Absolutely. So yeah, and we we need to keep going, or else we're not going to get the final two categories done.
1: That's right. Well, third category is the tolerating spouse, aka the eye rolling spouse. Shelby, describe that.
2: So this is the spouse. They they will say the same words as the DIY spouse. That's a great idea
1: pause except, except
2: sigh. they're gonna say it like this with an eye roll or a like dismissive shrug fine that's a good idea
1: and gentlemen we know that when our ladies say fine that it's, it's not. not fine <laughs> it's <laughs> the opposito
2: right so this is the what this is you know this is it's slippery these three categories here can get very slippery and this is this is difficult again, because this relates over to your relationship. This doesn't create harmony. This doesn't create, you know, synergy. <laughs> this isn't. And so what you're gonna do as the other spouse, you're gonna be like, all right, they said fine. And now you're like, okay, I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna go buy some rice and beans. I'm gonna go practice. I'm gonna go to the range today. And you're, you're doing all of these things by yourself and you're finding yourself somewhat hiding it because you don't want to create more friction. What do you think?
1: Yes, it's a very isolating experience, mm-hmm. and in a relationship, you're not supposed to self isolate or or create or hide isolation. Hide you're doing
2: from your spouse.
1: Exactly. I mean, I <laughs> people don't believe me when I tell them this. I wrote 299 days over a two and a half year to three year period, and I sort of didn't tell my wife you at the time. I did it in secret. I did it in secret, and it was horrible. It was horrible for me it was horrible for her because she's like what have you been doing for 3 years writing this crazy book and and it's just not good for a relationship it is so you get so lonely and then what you do is you go and you find a mutual assistance group and like-minded people and then the people in your mutual assistance group you know you start getting closer to them than you are to your spouse and that is a big big problem so for anybody out there who is in the tolerating category and presumably well presumably um somebody that is a a prepper has asked you to listen to this show if you are in the tolerating category understand that you're doing real injury to this relationship this is not a this is not being in neutral this is taking a stand and it is not helping the relationship
2: right so you're put you're you're injuring the relationship so the question then becomes should i should i prep yes i i so do you see why this is not a good situation Mm -hmm. i think you need to prep why because the conditions call for it put food away as much as you can prep put food away put food away at the very least put food away firearms, figure out a way to do it. You did. Mm -hmm. It was real tricky, but.
1: Getting them through customs as I write about (laughs) in 299 days. So
2: put food away, um, extra clothes, um, you know, uh. Some skills. Some skills.
1: Water purification.
2: Exactly. You, You may not be able to put in, you know, a cistern or something crazy like that, or do the whole chickens and livestock thing, but you can do things that will save your family's life. You can do small things. And yes, you're not helping the relationship
1: one of the other things about tolerating spouses and i'm talking to you tolerating spouses um is that you're you're really you're driving with the emergency Mm brake on your your prepping spouse is trying to get things done and you are thwarting it because i'm guessing the prepping spouse in your relationship um Wants you to be happy and doesn't want to antagonize you and make you mad. And by definition, the prepping spouse is going to go in, you know, one quarter speed or something like that to try to keep the peace.
2: Now, here's an idea that you can do if you are a tolerating spouse listening to this or you find. And this is where you have to find something that you can find common ground on Mm -hmm. honey. What do you think if we were to put in a water purification system just in case something happened and come at it kind of finding a common ground project or common ground thing that is prepping related emergency preparedness topics are great for this. It might not be guns and ammo and it might not be, you know, something crazy, but it can be a, hey, why don't we buy some extra food now? Because things are just going to get more expensive. Why find something that you can do that might be difficult, but that we've, we've heard people tell us thoughts of success. Yeah, we tried we did this together and then suddenly the light bulb went on, you know.
1: And there's a message in there to the prepping spouse in all of this. And that is, and I'm going to say gentlemen, because that's typically what it is. Gentlemen, lower your expectations and agree to do something that isn't necessarily what you want to do. I mean, you know, not everyone, you know, not every Reluctance or a tolerating spouse is going to want to go out shooting, go camping. Honey, we can spend time together. Camping isn't as awful as you may think. Where you know you're uncomfortable and all of this other stuff. Another message for tolerating spouses is it. it it's my perception that the main reason tolerating spouses are so cold and neutral about this is that they think there's something weird about preparedness, we've explained why it's not weird, but understand tolerating spouse, that if you are a tolerating spouse, what you're doing is you're putting your sense of, your fear of social shame over your spouse's happiness and conceivably the level of preparedness for your family. Is the social shame, and I kind of put that in mock quotes, Uh, the social shame of having a spouse who is a prepper is that so important that you're going to cause severe injury to your relationship and you're possibly going to die a completely unnecessary death because for example you don't have treated water i don't know about you but the thought of watching my children die from dehydration is not appealing and you just need to understand that it is your misperception about what society cares about. And by the way, nobody needs to know.
2: So to add to that social stigma aspect of it, that whole, Oh my gosh, people are going to think I'm a hoarder and a prepper. And that's so weird. If you're a reluctant, actually a tolerating spouse, over 50% of Americans, let's go back to that, uh, that statistic in 2020, Began prepping meaningfully and purposefully to offset COVID lockdowns, COVID restrictions, and political Writing. violence. So if you're concerned about social standing or social perceptions, you're actually in the minority now. You're the one that is weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to say that 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 brutally and bluntly, but that's true.
1: <laughs> you're the weird one. Sorry. Well,
2: so, yeah. So your friends aren't going to think this is weird is what I'm saying.
1: Let's just uh, put our toe in the water of the last category. We'll do this category in the after show, along with picking a prepper spouse or significant other. And that is the hostile prepper. The reason why this is so debilitating to the prepper in the relationship is very simple. The stakes are incredibly high. When you have a hostile spouse on a topic that is literally life and death, it is Devastating, and I dare say, a lot of relationships where you've got a prepper and a hostile spouse uh, don't have very long life expectancies. Um, sometimes people hang in just to hang in, um, and that's really awful. I mean, you've you've really wrecked a marriage. Seriously, hostile mm-hmm. spouse, you are wrecking a marriage because it has to be your way. You're stubborn. You're not giving any ground. To the other side. I mean, you view this as a battle, some sort of cosmic clash, and, and, and you are.
2: And it's probably since systemic of other issues in the relationship. There's a digging in of heels that is not conducive to marriage. That and it's probably happening in other areas.
1: Exactly, and that's why I say the life expectancy may be short. We don't want to encourage divorce because divorce is a huge thing that you don't do lightly um, we are acknowledging how awful of a life this can be for both sides that's the other thing it's not just that the prepper spouse isn't getting what he or she wants that's just one dimension of this the second dimension is the not the hostile spouse is hostile is angry mm-hmm. is is going through the credit card charges what did you buy a pro one water filter what why the heck did you do that and it's Nobody's happy. There needs to be a resolution. And I'm I'm a big fan, by the way, of marital counseling. I think it I mean, especially if you get the right counselor, and there's some terrible ones out there, so you need to be careful, it can be an absolutely wonderful thing.
2: And and if I can add to that too, the whole idea that there is there's no reason to not try basic ways to prep. So if there's this sort of hostility There's so much more to it. So we need to wrap up here. I have so many thoughts on this and so does Glenn. And we're going to, this is why I'm so glad we have an after show because we can carry this over and not have to rush through and talk super fast. So folks, as you know, we say it every week from our favorite Patriot founding father, Benjamin Franklin, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone.
0: Adios. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at a-great-state.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.